Hey guys, Kevin here with a little bit of a production note. On this episode, we went a little long because the movie just has so much stuff going on. So please bear with us throughout. This episode is actually still pretty funny. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate us five stars. And leave us a little comment just to let us know how you like it to help us make us better. Alright, cue my music. Welcome to the DCOM After Dark Podcast. My name is Kevin. And this is Lindsay. And we are here today to talk to you about the Descendants movie. Now, Descendants is a movie that Disney made in 2015. Um, they knew it was going to be a big franchise for them because they got some of their heavy hitters on this franchise. First off, I want to talk about the fact that it was, it was directed by Kenny Ortega. This was the first thing I noticed when the credits came on, and I was so excited because... Kenny Ortega normally does their, like, heavy hitter movies, like High School Musical. Which is my favorite. (laughs) High School Musical 2. I think he did Camp Rock. Man, I mean, I he's. Think I want to double check. He's just not sure. a director, though. He's also like a pretty famous choreographer. Right. So when you, with a Kenny Ortega film, you know there's going to be singing, you know there's going to be dancing. But I mean, we're talking like Michael Jackson's tour choreographer. Yeah, he's doing like like dirty dancing, next level stuff. Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like he is a huge name, and mm-hmm. in the Disney world, he's just. The Steven Spielberg, as he's said. there, he's there. Steven Spielberg, yeah. He did. Uh, he actually did Hocus Pocus. Also, I didn't know that. Yeah. He did Hocus Pocus. Newsies. He, but did a, Mm-hmm. He did the Cheetah Girls two movie. So he's done a ton of their top movies for the Disney Channel. Big earners. It, it's it's what <clears throat> if they want something huge they go to him. So when I saw that he was doing Descendants. I was like, oh, for sure, this is gonna, we're going to get some dances, some singing. This is going to be next level for him. Next level. For sure. So we, we got uh, Kenny Ortega on board. The, uh, char- the main characters, we have Dove Cameron. She's playing Mal, which is Maleficent's daughter. So just before I really get into this, I want to tell you like the premise of this movie. The movie is called Descendants. The children of all of those fairy tale characters that we remember from being kids, they're all going to high school and we're going to be going in to them and talking about them. So Dove Cameron will be playing Mal, who is Maleficent's daughter. From Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Cameron Boyce is playing Carlos, who's Cruella DeVille's daughter. From 101 Dalmatian. <laughs> yes, son. That daughter, son. Yeah, Cameron Boyce is playing... Carlos, the son of Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. Boo Boo Stewart is playing Jay, and he's the son of Jafar Aladdin. from Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Sophia Carson is playing Evie, who's the daughter of the evil queen from Snow White. And then Mitchell Hope is playing Ben, who is the uh, son of Queen Belle and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. So I noticed immediately all of their names are very similar to their parents' name. I noticed that pretty quickly, too. And I especially noticed that in my notes when I was trying to write uh, abbreviations. Yeah. 
And I really couldn't do that. So if anytime, Because I was like, oh, talking about different people. If you get lost or confused, just go back to the name Evie, Evil Queen, Mal, Maleficent. Mm-hmm. You'll remember where... Carlos Cruella. They're descendant from. J. Jafar. Ben, Bell, and Beast. Just a easy distinction for you. <laughs> so, uh. the story starts out, and we have this, like, the narrator's talking to us, and we have this old-timey storybook. But then as it starts to zoom in, we find out it's a tablet. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. I thought that was great. That was proof that we're in 2015. Yes. And we're talking to a, a more modern audience. We're trying to relate to the, the youngins. Mm-hmm, the youth. The narrator tells us that 20 years ago, Belle married her beast. So I took this as just like a little side note. Like there are no bastards in this royal family. No. They are married and their kid is legitimate. Mm-hmm. All of them are legitimized. Right. So Beast, after they got married, decided to unite the kingdoms, and then he mm-hmm. was elected king of the United States of Oradon. So I'm assuming the kingdoms are like his kingdom, Belle's king. I mean, um, Sleeping Beauty's kingdom, Snow White's kingdom. Well, so there's um, a map that they show us. Ooh. Yes. On this map, they have the Forbidden Mountain, the Chateau d'Or. I'm guessing that's mm-hmm. France. Um, Cinderella's Berg, the Great Wall, Camelot Heights, Skull Island, and History Island. So I think that gives us a little taste of like the characters that we're going to be running into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, after he united all of the kingdoms, he exiled all of the sidekicks and all of the villains to the Isle of the Lost. And the Isle of the Lost is locked in by a magic barrier, and there is no magic on the Isle, and no Wi-Fi. Believe it or not, there's no Wi-Fi on this island. So no magic, no internet, <laughs> nothing but problems for sure. So it's the slums. For sure. And I, what I wanted to know is, why did Beast... Okay, so Beast was kind of a bad guy in Beauty and the Beast, right? I mean, he was misguided and shit. I guess Gaston's really the bad guy, but how did he unite everybody together i didn't get that i mean we don't go into that i'm sure descendants four seven the spinoff movies or books or some shit will go into it for us but i want to know how did he become the guy to put everyone together you know what that's a great question and i asked that to myself among other things because i have a huge problem with his character as a whole across this movie right i agree so I agree. That is a good question, and he—he's not really my favorite character, and he's no. actually my least favorite character. If we're getting into it, well, as the movie starts, as you were saying, they go in and and we see that they united the kingdoms. Um, their son Ben is getting fitted to become the king. Yes. Uh, Ben's parents being Bell and Beast, so his name is Ben. Follows the the alliteration and the name hierarchy, if you will. <laughs> and he, uh, Bell and Beast get together, have a son, name him Ben, and he's being fitted to become the king. He says for his first decree, his first proclamation, he wants to give the kids on the Isle of the Lost 
a chance to live in Aradon. I, I don't understand. I have a lot of questions to start off this movie. First off, as we talked about, how did they become in charge? But on top of that, when does someone become king at 16? They don't explain that at all. And it bothered me so bad. And they're just like, his parents are gushing about it. Like, I can't believe he's becoming king and he's only 16. Right. But they've also mentioned that Beast was elected. So then they just, so there was one, so it's a communist government. One election, and then we go Mm -hmm. into, I honestly, bothered me. But I think it was a set-up purpose for the ending and all of this. They needed some big event, and his coronation is the big event. Right. So, his, yeah, his first proclamation, he's going to be bringing the children of the sworn enemies to live in Oradon, and give them a chance to get out of the slums. And he's right. already chosen which of the characters or which of the children are going to be coming over. And that's when we get our, you know, our main characters introduced for the first time. And that's Carlos, Jay, Evie, and Mal. And everything seems to be going fine with his parents until he mentions Maleficent. And... Mm. Beast freaks the fuck out. Just loses it. He's like, no, they're the worst. You can't have them in here. Yada yada yada. They're now. I I didn't. I realized he didn't pick Gaston's kid. So I thought like, if he picked Gaston's kid, then that's like a proper, a proper reaction to have to having Gaston. You know, Gaston was after his woman. Yada yada yada. He brought like villagers to come kill him when he was a beast. All this shit. But no, we're talking about Maleficent. I do like the fact, though, that Maleficent is, like, the Doctor Doom of this world. So yes. she's, like, the big bad that everyone has to fucking deal with. So that's kind of dope. But other than that, I was kind of floored by the fact that Beast was so anti-Maleficent. I, I still don't quite get it, but it's just, it was to show us that she is the worst of the worst. Yeah. And, I mean, like, even the tailor in the room is just... <laughs> Falls on the fucking floor. Yeah, like, he's like, what? Loses it. And he's like, hey. he get, he just like leaves. Has to leave the room because it's just getting too intense for him. But, you think that Taylor was Geppetto? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Yeah, this is like fucking Storybrook from, um, from Once Upon, from a, Once time? upon a Time. I think so. <laughs> well, maybe it's Pinocchio because it's Descendants, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, um, so Prince Ben wins out on this conversation with his parents with the most, like, beauty pageant answer of, like, but the children are innocent, and they deserve yeah. a chance to live a normal life. I did think that was, was some admirable shit. It was admirable as fuck, but I was like, mm. <laughs> I mean, it was oh, so cheesy. But I think what really wins the argument is Belle hitting Beast and be like, I gave you a chance. Yeah, because he was an asshole. Yeah, and still is, as we'll see. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So then we skip over to the Isle of Lost, and this is when we get introduced to our main characters. Our but as the way we get introduced to them is uh, through a song and dance. Choreographed song and dance by Kenny Ortega. 
So they sing and they dance, and now at that point, I was trying to figure out if this is going to be a musical or not. Rotten to and, the core. Uh, it kind of is, and the song is called Rotten to the Core. It ends up being a song throughout the movie. And uh, Dove Cameron does a lot of singing. Dove Cameron, who plays Mal, she does a lot of singing throughout this film. That song is actually sung by all of the main actors. That's cool. Yeah. So they, they got everyone together. So the soundtrack's probably a pretty good, good listen. Yes, I think it might have been nominated for a Grammy. Ooh. It was, it was a good listen. I, I, liked, I liked the song. They sing, they dance. You get, you get the, a little glimpse of each person. So you get Mal, uh, Maleficent's daughter. You get Jay, Jafar's son, Carlos, Cruella's son, and Evie, who's the evil queen's daughter. Oh, at the end, I laughed because at the end of the song, Mal literally takes candy from a baby. <laughs> yes. I mean, the song is rotten to the core, and as they're going through the slums, you can they're just terrorizing everyone. All the people that live in here are just, just doing their worst, but all while doing these really crazy dance stunts. It is really quite impressive. <laughs> um... <laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm a Kenny Ortega fan, but who knows? I think it may possibly. So she steals the candy from the baby, and that's when uh, Maleficent enters the scene. Mm-hmm. And Maleficent is played by Kristen Chenoweth. The one and only Kristen Chenoweth. I don't know if anyone knows. I don't know, didn't know too much about her before. Um, I remember watching Glee years ago, and uh, she's phenomenal. She's a great singer. Great actress, great dancer. She's a theater person who was in... Um, Wicked. Wicked? Yes. Wicked, I believe. She yeah. was uh, Galinda in Wicked and super famous for that. Mm-hmm. And she's really good, and, and she's someone that I was happy to see on my TV screen. So you see her as the as Maleficent, so you know she was going to have a big role, and especially with us talking about the singing and dancing, I knew there was going to be more singing and more dancing. If Kristen was attached to this. Um, also, you see Evie's mother, the evil queen, is played by Kathy Najimy. She was uh, in Sister Act. Hocus and Pocus. Hocus Pocus. She plays Evie's mom. We have Maz Jobrani playing Jafar, who's Jay's dad. He uh, owns a junk shop which I thought was pretty cool. And Mads is actually a stand-up comedian in real life. And then we have uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson playing Cruella DeVille, who is Carlos's mother. She hates dogs, thinks they're the worst, and has taught Carlos such, which I agree with, but that's just a personal thing. (laughs) I have to disagree. Mm -hmm. Agree to disagree. Anyway, going on. Okay. Um, so Maleficent breaks the news to the crew that they have been chosen to go to Oradon Prep. Mm-hmm. The entire crew is extremely unhappy about this. Like, Not about this life at all. Trying to run away. With the exception of Evie, who is, like, clearly excited that she gets to, like, live among the queens and the kings and the princesses. But she's, she's like, hiding it. So that she can fit in with the rest of the crowd. Fit in with the rest of the evil people, because she really wants to meet a prince. Right. 
Someday, my prince will come. <laughs> so, it's Maleficent lays out this plan with the our main crew and then all of their parents, which we don't actually get into how these descendants came about because there doesn't seem to be any significant others. Yeah, they don't talk about who fucked who. No. no, I mean, so, it just happened. They're there. Immaculate conception, I guess, is what we're working on on this aisle. Um, but she instructs the crew that they need to steal the fairy godmother, her magic wand. So the fairy godmother from Cinderella, the bippity boppity boo. That one, not the three that take care of the Sleeping Beauty. Right. So <laughs> they are tasked with stealing the wand so that they can release the magical barrier and that so that Maleficent can rule both Oradon and the Isle of the Lost. Like she wants right. to rule the entire universe and she needs their help to do this. And this is their she chance. She says she needs the fairy godmother's wand along with her scepter. And it will make her basically invincible and ruin everything. The kids ask, what's in it for us? She says, you can sit next to me. The other kids, they can fuck off. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Eh. And Mal doesn't want to do this. Nope. And she argues with Maleficent. And they go into this staring contest where both of their eyes turn green. And they they just just stare at each other. stare at each other. And Mal loses the staring contest. And that's like... That's how they decide things. Like, it was just like, oh, she lost the staring contest. It's over. And the other parents are kind of showing, like, very minor dissatisfaction at their kids leaving. Like, "Mm, I don't really want them to go. And everyone except for the evil queen, who has clearly trained Evie to be the best gold digger that she could be in preparation for this day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was the day she was prepared. Right. This is the day she knew her prince would also come. Right. And that she knew she was preparing her for. And like to the point where she's like, make sure that there's like a mother-in-law wing in the castle. <laughs> like, she is ready for this. Yep. But, I mean, they're, they're prepping them, even though they don't want them to go. Maleficent gives Mal her spell book. Mm-hmm. And says it won't work here in the Isle of the Lost, but it will work once you get to. Are done. Right. The evil queen gives Evie her magic mirror, which is now, like, it's a compact mirror, as in, like, something you would put in, like, women put in their purse for makeup, like a small mirror. The boys get absolutely nothing from their parents. Their parents. Um, but I think this is where you see the important character development, where they're laying out the character flaws. And... Yeah. All of their character flaws are from terrible parenting. Yep, yep, yep. You see that from moment one. Yes. So Mal is pushing, like, Maleficent is pushing Mal to be exactly like her. Like, why would she want to be anything else when she could be evil and the biggest evil? Right. And then Evie is basically being trained that, like, her beauty is the only thing that matters. Carlos has his fear of dogs, as we've already agreed to disagree on. Mm-hmm. And then Jay, it's like his—he's just really selfish, I guess. And it's—it's it's summed up by like their mantra, which is "There is no team and I." Yep, and I—I I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, it's a great mantra for you know an evil person, but 
it it's just it really lays down the basis for your characters. Yeah. At this point, they all agree to finally send their kids to Aradon Prep and let the kids give it, get a shot with this plan of evil really to come into place. Um, at this point, you realize that Maleficent really is the biggest of the bad, and so she's obviously in charge of this hierarchy, which makes sense, much more than the Belle B situation yeah. across the pond. But I was like, okay, I get it. This makes sense. So the kids then go down and get into a limo to cross this magic bridge to go to Aradon. The kids are amazed, though, to see as they're driving in the limo. They say by their parents are driving in the limo. There's a bunch of, like, candy and shit in there. That was, like, kind of cool but not really important. But the big important thing is that they start driving to the bridge that doesn't exist so that they can get back to Aradon, and the kids think it's a fucking trap. Yeah. Screaming. Mm-hmm. They think that this limo's driving right into the fucking ocean. To but murder in reality, them. Yep, to murder them. But in reality, uh, as soon as they leave the front gates of the Isle of the Lost, they start going over a magic bridge to Aradon, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so once they get to Aradon, Prince Ben greets them. And Along with al- the fairy godmother, Headmistress. Right. And his girlfriend, Audrey, who's the daughter of Aurora and Prince... Char- uh, Philip? Prince Charming. Prince one of these prince pieces of shit. <laughs> the prince piece of shit and Aurora Sleeping Beauty. But I would just want to point out, Audrey is the self-proclaimed girlfriend of Ben. Yeah. She just throws that out there. And Ben's like, uh, Yeah, sure. sure. Why not? So, um, Jay comes on way too strong to Audrey. And the mm-hmm. prince is just standing there. Like, someone's taking his picture. He's just got, like, smiling ear to ear, and his self-proclaimed girlfriend is getting hit on by this villain child, and he does nothing. I mean, that was just a character note on my half, but... Oh, that, is, that, is that how you saw it? I saw him... I thought he was already checking out um, Mal. Oh, oh, he definitely was, but... I mean, I... It just... He seemed to have no interest in Audrey whatsoever. No, not at all. Not at all. He doesn't give any fucks about her. So, I mean, yeah. Ben is giving Mal some, like, major bedroom eyes. And Audrey breaks it up. Like, breaks up the moment by just kind of mentioning that, like, oh, your mom tried to kill my mom, but, like, I don't blame you for that or anything. Right. I just want to bring it up like a bitch. Yes. And it's, like, established at this point that they hate each other. Like, even though they're laughing and they're smiling at each other, like... They hate each other on GP, just general principle. They oh, hate yeah, each other because for sure. They kind of have to because her mom had put her parents or her grandparents to sleep and some other bullshit that had nothing to do with either one of them. Right. You know how people are. It, you know, family rivalries and whatnot. So mm-hmm. Prince Ben starts the tour, and it starts out with a statue of his father, and it morphs into the beast... And, like, Carlos is terrified so much that he jumps into the arms of Jay. And Mal is, like, trying to be a smartass with this remark, like, does he shed much? And the prince hits her back so hard with a, yeah, mom doesn't let him on the couch. 
Yes, one with that with that love with that love love joke. Right. You're like, ah, I see some sparks here. Right. But okay, I see what's going on here. Mal is thrown off so hard, like she didn't see that coming. She no. didn't see him to be able to have witty banner. And I, but see, at this moment, I'm I feel like I was in her shoes, at, in the audience, be like, is he serious or is he actually like really witty? He was just really witty. He hit her with the wit. Right, but I didn't know that in the moment because up until this point, he's just kind of been the dumb kid that's just like smiling constantly, quite right, annoying. Right, a little bit of a cheese ball. Right, a little bit of a cheese ball. But so the tour goes on, and literally only probably two more steps inside to the building, and then it just ends. Yep. And uh, Ben introduces Doug, and. Doug is the son of Dopey, one of the seven dwarves from Snow White. And he's like, well, he's Doug's going to be here to help you with anything you need. And this kid is a member of the Knights Marching Band and, like, clearly the nerd by, like, normal definition. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Yeah. I mean, he's not unattractive, but they've clearly, like, set him up to be just that nerdy character. And Doug looks at Evie. Falls in love instantaneously. I don't even know if I would call it love. It looks like he jizzes in his pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he fucking for sure popped a boner and came a little bit. Noises and all. Mm-hmm. It was really awkward. And Evie, of course, eats that up because she's an attention whore. Right. So... If she, if she had Instagram, she would be an Instagram model for sure. Oh, yeah. So, um... They're supposed to be going to their separate dormitories, but then the crew meets up in the boys' dormitory to discuss their evil plan. I have a major problem with this. Talk to me. You've got Mm 16-year-olds living with no restrictions on dorms of the opposite sex. Yep. Like, Hogwarts had separate hallways and, like, stairwells just so, And they were far away from each other. Yeah, so there'd be no confusion about boys and girls should not be hanging out together and in the dormitories and here we are we've got 16 year olds that are just no super oh huge problem huge problem with it they are going to be fucking for sure but you know what it is i realize what it is it's because they're good kids the idea that they're all good so it doesn't matter yeah but like you need the separation because they're all good but even if you go back to these story in the very beginning, like, these princesses were, like, 14 when they're getting married to these princesses. Like, they're parents. So uh, Belle, Belle was 23. Tw- yes. But that's because she was <coughs> trying to be a spinster and was... It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. She was trying to be. Like, you know, she just wanted to be with her books and whatnot, but all these guys wanted to marry her and she wanted to be alone. But... She's an exception. Bonjour, I have a problem bonjour. with this. None. Bonjour, bonjour. No. <laughs> they should be separated. Just saying. I agree. I agree. They should and, be in different places because these kids are going to definitely try to fuck each other. Yes. Anyway, so Mal is really eager on her evil plan. Yeah, she has to please her mom. She's trying to get this done. The kids, are, the boys and Evie are all trying to just get acclimated to the new place. But Mal is convinced we have to get this done we have to be the evil shit people and then get the fuck out of here like not even this week but she's like tonight yeah we want to be here as little as possible 
okay, so if it were me, I would do, go the route of, like, earning everyone's trust and then, you know, stealing what I needed once people didn't expect it from me. But See, that no. seems so much easier. No. We're going to go with just finding it and then just taking it straight up. Right. And then getting the fuck out. So that's the plan. Evie uses the magic mirror to find where the wand is. And it's at the mm-hmm. Museum of History. And, which is pretty close. It's like within a mile or a couple of miles. So they go to the museum. Mal, so they're doing this tonight. They're do- Yeah, straight up tonight. The first night that they get there. Mal uses the spell book. And there's a, the spinning wheel is right next, conveniently located next to the, the security guard. The spinning wheel being the spinning wheel that her mother used to prick Sleeping Beauty's finger when she was 16 or whatever the fuck the story says. Right. And put her to sleep until true love's kiss could wake her ass up. Right. So she uses the spell, pricks the security guard's finger, and he falls asleep. The crew, like... Well, she, they were going to kick in the door, but she just uses magic to open it. Yeah, the gang planned on kicking in the door. She said a spell. I realize in this thing, spells work with you just saying something that rhymes. Yes. And then it'll work, which is pretty simple and self-explanatory. I'm so not sure it. why she needs a book for it. I don't either. Because I mean, she doesn't do any, like, hand wand tricks, nothing like that. Mm-mm. She says some, some words, as long as they rhyme. Yeah. So little, little door open <laughs> as long as we can keep from croaking. And then it opens and you're like, oh, and then someone rivets. It's really weird. <laughs> so they're running through this museum trying to find the wand. And they come across these wax models of their evil parents. So I'm pretty sure this is where we see Mal just like crack under the pressure of her mother's expectations. She has this musical delusion this fucking fever dream yes where her mom Kristen Chenoweth comes and starts singing as Maleficent a Broadway duet Mm -hmm. Evil Like Me is the song and the entire purpose of this scene is so we can see Kristen Chenoweth at her like best Broadway skills (laughs) as soon as she came on I was like oh this is about to be a musical number yes I mean and she oh man it's it's straight up Broadway and it doesn't really have a purpose because as soon as it ends, Mal's pulled out of the room like, where have you been? Come on, let's go. And they find, so they run back, they find the magic wand and Jay, our thief of the crew, has like, doesn't want to wait for it and he tries to grab the wand. There is a magic barrier, but not only is there a magic barrier, siren goes there's off. There's an alarm. Mm-hmm. And my, I, this is where, like, Carlos starts to kind of grow on me because he says, like, something along the lines of, like, two? Like, you needed a magic barrier. A <laughs> force beard and a siren. And a siren. Like, that's a little much. So the kids start to run out and try to escape. Right. So they try to run out, everyone except for Carlos. <laughs> well, Carlos is running out, too. Right. And then the phone rings. The, so Carlos stops, right? answers the landline, and says, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a false alarm, nothing big, no major deal. He answers the he answers the alarm, the the phone, and then he puts in the alarm code to turn off the alarm. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's just a malfunction in the circuits. It gives the specific sector they were in, and like closes off the conversation with a solid like, say hi to the missus for me. 
Mm-hmm. He's a genius. Great kid. So this whole time, like, from the beginning, I was wondering why this kid was even here. Because, like, Cruella DeVille, like, is she really a big bad? Not in my opinion, but you know. I mean, she's pretty, pretty low-level villain. No magic. <sighs> yeah, I'm just not really impressed with her evilness. Right, neither so am I. So I'm wondering why Carlos is in this movie at all, but now I'm Comic starting to relief. see... Comedic relief. Yeah, that, and he's just, like, relatively smart. So he, like, he really saves their ass in this scene, because if not for him doing that, their complete plan is, like, it's over. They yep. just got there, and now there's been, like, an attempted theft at the museum. But thanks to him, like, that never happens. And we just move on as if we failed and we're moving on to the next thing. Well, then they they get the kids get out of there, they're going to try again another day. Right. So now we're uh we get to to see them in class. And I thought this was hilarious. They're taking a remedial goodness. <laughs> it's the name of the course that they're taking and it's being taught by the fairy godmother. Uh she's doing lessons like she says if someone hands you a crying baby, what do you do? And she has options like, do you A, curse it? Do you B, lock it in a tower? (laughs) Do you C, hand it a pacifier? Or do you D, tear it in two? And Evie's like, uh, the second one? Which is lock it in a tower. Can you repeat the second one? (laughs) And then she's like, then uh, Mal answers, you give it a pacifier or whatever. And they're like, very good, Evie. And they're like, Evie, you're killing this class. And she's like, I just pick whatever the boring answer is. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that makes sense. And they all catch on. <laughs> that makes the most sense. Pick whatever that is boring. So, so the- yeah, I mean, they're starting classes. But this is when the fairy's daughter comes in. Jane. Jane. And Mal conceives this idea that she's going to befriend Jane and then try and convince her to get her mother to bring the wand out of the museum. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know, uh, Jane is played by Brenna Diamico. Diamico. So, she, it, her plan is actually quite evil when it comes down to, like, girlhood. Because she convinces Jane that she needs to be prettier. Yeah, she basically calls her an ugly bitch. Right. And she goes in, she actually uses magic to fix Jane's hair. And, but then kind of was like, oh, you know, like, I'd make you even prettier, but I can't because I don't have enough magic. But, like, your mom has the capability of making you even prettier. Like, why don't you convince her? And then... And she's like, well, your mom did it. And, you know, you should convince her because your mom did do it for some random stranger bitch named Cinderella. And, like, if she won't even do it for you, that's kind of fucked up. Like, doesn't your mother love you? Like, it's super evil. Like, super manipulative and fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. So Jane's like, oh, okay, I'll talk to my mom. And then, like, I totally want you to be there when I do my transformation. So now they're like, becoming friends or at least jane thinks they're becoming jane friends. thinks is she is yeah mal's just trying to get close to her so she can get that wand right at the same time we get a scene of the boys trying out for a game called tourney 
It's a little bit like lacrosse. I it's a was lot of bit like so lacrosse. confused by the rules of this sport. I so just from kind what of... it, it looked like was that the the guys you you go out in the field and you're playing against another team and there's like a ball you have to get from one end into like a net. So like lacrosse, or you have to like score a goal. On the way, everyone has like a shield and like a stick, and then there's also firing foam like darts at you as you're running across like a field into battle. I can do a whole podcast on this game alone, it's, but I'm not going it's to. It's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot going on. But So Jay and Carlos are out there to play the game, and Jay is just a fucking natural. He is like the next le- fucking LeBron. He's out there, he's making moves, he's doing flips and shit. He's I mean, cutting. They call it raw talent, but what is very clear is he's living by his motto, is there is no team and I. Right. So he does everything by himself, pushes everyone out of the way, and pisses off a lot of the players. But the coach is super stoked. And he's like, you're definitely on the team. And Carlos uh, almost doesn't make Uh, it. Maybe not. Maybe not, Carlos. Prince Ben was like, oh, I'll help him. I'll help him. Because, like... Ben is just, a, like, a good guy. He really is. And, like, this is his vision, and he wants it to work out. So he's willing to put in the work. I'm starting to like this kid. Yeah. He's really willing to put in the work to make it happen. So he's like, I'll, I'll help Carlos. Like, just put him on the team. So now Jay and Carlos are on the team. Awesome. This is, like, where we're starting to see our characters really start to, like, develop a little bit. Like... Prince Ben is helping Carlos with his practice, and mm-hmm. this is when Carlos meets his first dog ever, dude. Oh, so like they're out there in the practice field, and Carlos is looking to run, and this dog comes running up, and Carlos fucking books it. Yeah. He just takes the fuck off, and Ben's like trying to keep up with them. They mentioned that he is kind of, that he's, he's kind of quick. But it's all because he's trying to run away from, he's trying to run away from this dog. Ben picks up the dog and tells him, it's just one of our strays. They ha- he ha- comes down from the tree that he was hiding in, he pets the dog, and then that dog is attached to him for the rest of the fucking movie. Inseparable. Besties. We do not, I, you know, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure we do not see them apart for the rest of the movie. Correct. So, he's... I mean, moving right on past from his, you know, dog problems. But then we're seeing, like, the coach is working with Jay on his teamwork, and he's starting Mm -hmm. to, like, develop these teamwork skills. But then Mal, because she fixed Jane's hair, she's starting to become more popular with other girls. She's the beautician for everybody. But she's, like... She's, like, their now role model. Like, girls want to be, like, they keep saying cool like Mal. And they're, yeah. like, you see, like, girls ripping their skirts to be, like, more cool, like, like her. Mal. And then Evie, Evie in class, Evie is a, uh, pretty smart. She's a smart cookie. But she uses her, she uses her mirror to help cheat a little bit by asking questions. There's one scene in particular where she uh, has a crush on Chad who Chad is Cinderella, Cinderella and Prince Charming's son. Yes. And he's a piece of shit. Well, Chad 
is in class and he's a dummy. And Evie's sitting there next to Doug, Dopey's son. And she is talking to Dopey's son, Doug, about whether Chad has a kingdom and what's his situation because she's trying to get up in that. Right. While she's doing that, the teacher totally busts her. He tells her to come up to the front of the class to do a, do a thing about Silver in the class because he's trying to basically get her in trouble. She goes up there. She asks the question of the mirror. The mirror gives her the answer. She writes it down. She looks like a smart cookie. It was a Turns, chemistry question. Gives Doug a hard-on for sure. Oh, yeah. Doug is fucking busting out of his pants. Again. But Chad slips her a fucking note. It's like, meet me behind the bleachers. And Evie's like, all right, for sure. I'm about to go make something happen. Yeah, so. Like this. Oh, God. So he, she meets him under the bleachers. And th- this guy is a total tool. He Complete can, tool bag. Yeah. He convinces her to do his to, homework in exchange for, like, hanging out with her more. Because he knows that she has a crush on him. Like, he's really a piece of shit. He's really evil. But Evie is the one that's saddled with being the evil queen's daughter. So she's under the bleachers. And she, um, I thought there was a line that she said. I even wrote it down. There's a line that she says, uh, he says, you're really pretty. And she says that she likes to think that she's the fairest of them all. And she's wearing a shirt. Did you see her shirt? No. Her shirt said fairest. (laughs) I love Evie. (laughs) So she goes in to try to give Chad a kiss. And then Chad plays hard to get. He, like, moves his head. She she tries to tell him how she can cook and clean and she can be there for him. Just All like his things. mother. Just like Cinderella. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I have this homework, though, right? And we can spend more time together, though, if you took the homework and did it for me. And she's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that because I want to kick it. Like, let's kick it. <laughs> At that moment, though, as soon as Chad leaves, Doug shows up out of nowhere. Wait, wait, wait. But more importantly, she tells him that she has the magic mirror. Yeah, she. that's right. She told Crucial Chad that. Uh, mistake. She's not. She's not. She knows she's like, oh, I'm not that smart, but I got this magic mirror that'll tell me anything I want to know. And he, like, takes it, looks at the mirror. This idiot looks at the mirror and says, hey, mirror, tell me where my cell phone is. <laughs> and she's like, it doesn't work for you, silly. Because she has, like, this big-ass crush. And he's like, oh, duh, duh. And then she he takes the mirror back, but that ends up being a problem later yeah. on. Yeah, but like you You're were saying, um, Doug shows up and straight up admits to stalking her. Yep, and he's like, he, but he says, yeah, I was following you around. It's cool. It's not that big of a deal. But I was wondering if you knew about the coronation. And she's like, well, I was wondering really about that magic wand, though. He's like, oh, that's going to be at the coronation. It's not that big of a deal. You can go with me if you want, because I'm, like, kind of asking you out. Yeah. And I was like, Dougie McBuck is shooting his shot. That's what I like to see. You know what I'm saying? You don't like you don't get to see a lot of dudes in these movies shooting their shot all that often. No, but I was surprised. Took, and I was very proud of him in that moment. Right? He lined it up and took his shot, Lens. Yeah, well, he considering, like, shot. she's drooling over this other guy... And like, no fucks what, given. Yeah, and like obviously Doug knows he's a tool, but she doesn't. And I'm just so surprised that in this moment he's like, you know what? We'll we'll go for it. And I, fuck it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I like this girl. Kids got. I've balls. already came twice in my pants. I'm trying to get some jizz on her. You know what I'm saying? So. 
He then says, let's do this. And she's like, huh. And then she walks away, knowing the knowledge, though, that Dougie's interested and that the Wad's going to be at the coronation. Right. So we jump to the crew hanging out now in the girls' dormitory. Still have a problem with this. No mm-hmm. rules. Yeah, the crew's just kicking it together. But um, Jay gives the team, like, this nice little, like, like teamwork pep talk about, like, we can do it together. Uh-huh. And Evie's sitting there doing Chad's homework. And Carlos is straight up just cuddling dude. The dog. Yep, the dog. The dog. dog. Just loving right. on the dog. Just loving the dog. And then that's when this girl, Lanny, pops in. She's Mulan's kid. Mulan and that emperor dude's kid. She pops in. And she's like, hey, I saw what you did to Jane's hair. It was dope. Do you think you can do that to my hair? Because she wants her hair to look all bomb and shit. So Mal's like, mm, Why would okay. I do that? I don't know why I would do that. And she's like, I'll give you 50 bucks. She's like, cool, cool, cool. I'll do it for 50 bucks. That works. Oh, Evie's the one that takes the money. She's like, I need yep. fabric. <laughs> well, Evie's like her... Evie's like her assistant. Like, they're all, like, one team, one dream. Yep. Thanks to Jay's pep talk, I'm sure. Yep. So, she fixes her hair, and now that's another girl that's, like, on the, uh, on the Mal train of popularity. And, uh, Prince Ben shows up. Knocks on the door, just knock, knock, knock. It's and he has no business being there. No. He's, just, he's a, I'm here to, uh, check on everybody. Really, I'm here to take a look at Mal because she was looking pretty good earlier. No. And I'm thinking she's looking pretty He's good like, now. He's like, I didn't see you today. Like, it was just like he needed an excuse to go see her. Like, he is clearly smitten. and He's is, in love. Yeah. Not really trying to hide it at this point. Like, he might as well be drooling. As he's, like, staring into her eyes. The best part is that he still has his girlfriend named Audrey right now. Right. And he doesn't give any fucks. Ben's like, I'm the king. I'm going to shoot my shot with whoever the fuck I want. So, Evie has already told Mal about the wand being at the coronation. So, automatically, she's taking this opportunity to ask Prince Ben about the coronation. So, Ben, what's up with that coronation? No, right. can we get an invite? Like, how does this work? And she's trying to get, like, an invite to get super close. And that's when he tells her, like, the only people that are going to be really close are my folks and my girlfriend. And that's it. And Mal's like, cool, that's all I need to know. Because that means I need to be your girlfriend. Right. <laughs> so, Mal gets this scheme that she's going to make a love potion. Mm-hmm. And we're in the kitchen. And the the whole crew's there and we're making cookies laced with love potion pause Pause. i didn't understand why she didn't just realize that ben's already interested you don't need a love potion he's already in love with you he just showed up at your dorm for no reason to see what was good he's already in you don't need a love potion you could just be like so benny boy i know you got this girlfriend but i was wondering if you wanted to kick it that's all you would need to do and Ben would be like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Bet. Let's see what's good. Let's see what's good. Well, but I, you're right. I think we'll find out later why she doesn't quite get the signs because I, I got some stuff. I don't even think later. I think right now. You're right. So she makes she, a love potion. She doesn't get it, right? So she's making a love potion. And this, like, Evie drops some knowledge on these potions and in, ingredients specifically like, uh-huh. she starts going off about how emotional tears have more protein than refru- reflux tears. and like Because they need a tear to complete the potion. Right, that was one of the ingredients. 
And like but the a, whole a, crew is just like, what the but hell? But not just any tear. They need a tear of sadness. Right. And the, but the boys were just like, oh, just any tear, any tear. And she's like, start no, no, crying. no, 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 no. She starts dropping like chemistry, magic, knowledge, and everyone's like, damn. Like she would get an A plus in Snape's potions class. Right. Like maybe she's more than just her looks, and that's like right. we're starting to see that, and the crew's starting to see that, and. Mulan's daughter comes in and sees, like, they're baking cookies. and she puts her finger right in the batter, takes a taste, and they're like, ooh, uh, can you, do you feel any different? Are you in love with anyone in here? They're like, nah, man, but I need some chips. They're like, chips? She's like, chocolate chips. Don't you like chocolate chips? And they're like, uh, we don't know nothing about no chocolate chips. There's no chocolate chips in the Isle of the Lost. Hey y'all, there's no chocolate chips in the Isle of the Lost. That's some that's a big ass problem. Well, there's if no, no chocolate. One saw I think is what we've learned because they from the limo ride is when you're like, oh, they don't know what chocolate is. Right. But like, Mulan starts talking about like how her you know parents made the cookies and like just these lovey dovey stories from her childhood, and she she gets like really emotionally teared up when she realizes that their lives are completely different. And that she's wrong in assuming that even villain love their kids, right? Nope, they don't. And, and like, so... they just kind of stare and look sad, and then she starts crying, and that's how they get their emotional tear. Yep, because they don't, they want to know what love is. <laughs> it's, it's actually quite sad. But, show me. Um, so we, we get the cookies made. They, like, push Mulan's daughter out so that they can yeah. finish it. Like, get the fuck out of here. We got to finish these cookies right. that you can't eat because then you're going to fall in love with Jay. But I think Jay would be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Right. Um, so Mal tries to give the cookie to Ben, and, like, he doesn't want to eat it before the big game because he's... He doesn't like to have food in his stomach right. in a big game. I mean, I understand that. He doesn't want a big meal. I get yeah, it. it makes sense. But she guilt trips him in, like, the She's worst like, oh, no, way. I get it. She's like, oh, I get it, you know, you because we're from the Isle of the Laws, you probably got told not to take nothing from us evil people. Right. The queen had the the, the the queen had the apple and shit. No, I get it. No, it's cool. No, don't worry about it. He's like, no, no, it's not like that. And she's like, no, 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 I got it. It's cool. Like, I mean, it's cool. It's whatever, whatever. I mean, I don't care. So to avoid but, like hurting her feelings, he like, rip, like she's like, fine, I'll just eat it, and like rips it from her hand right before she puts it in her mouth and stuffs it like the whole thing in his mouth. It's just like, the, he's like, okay, this is great. This is a great cookie. And then the whole crew starts like, like really strangely, like slowly walking up to him, like in an evil watching type of way, but like everyone can see it happening. And they all like, do you feel different? <laughs> and After like a minute, like a Ben... You could tell Ben's now in love. Oh, yeah. He starts, like, singing her name, which is absolutely ridiculous. So then that we, then we switched to the, it was right before Ben's big game. So now Ben and Jay and Carlos are out there playing the tourney match. Right. They're and playing against the Sherwood Forest high school team, which I thought was funny. So Robin Hood's kid is for sure on the team. I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sherwood, because I was like, because earlier when they were talking about playing tourney, I had another question. I was like, who the fuck are they going to play? If everyone's united, who the hell do they play? But they're playing Sherwood Forest. That's who they're playing. So. so clearly there's more than one prep school. Right. So Jay's out there killing it. He's straight LeBroning the game. He's out there making moves. He's, he's doing some capoeira. 
bullshit, doing flips, doing tricks. He tries to score a goal. It gets blocked at the last second. He comes back down. He tells him to put Carlos in the game. Him and Carlos are running down. He uses Carlos as a human shield, right? Yeah. Jay make, cuts left, cuts right, throws Carlos into one of the defenders, and then Jay makes a big-ass pass to Ben, who throws it home for the move the, the move that they need. It was fantastic. So they throw it home. But, like, and as a visual for this, they're using their Kenny Ortega, like, slum dance moves on this field. Yeah. Flips. Like, jump, leapfrogging, backwards flips over each other. Like, once again, pretty impressive dance moves. Yep. Or, actually, turning moves. Turning moves. Turning moves. moves. They're not dancing. They're right, they're turning. not dancing. But, um, so, they, they set up the play. Prince Ben wins the game, winning score. And the announcer's going off about how exciting it is, and... Prince Ben walks up, grabs the mic straight out of the announcer's hand, and leads... Says, give me an M. <laughs> give me an A. <laughs> give me an L. What's that spell? Mal. Mal. What's that spell? Mal. Who do I love? Mal. And they're like, oh. Audrey immediately is pissed off. Runs off. She... Ben goes up to the stands. Oh, he does a song and dance. No. Breaks out into song. We get another choreographed dance by everyone. So everyone does a song and dance. So I I couldn't find it out, but I am pretty sure that song was not sang by our actor. Probably not. I just couldn't figure out who did. Probably that dude that that does the other things from (laughs) movies like Starstruck and shit. So, yeah, go ahead. He dances and he sings. And then he goes up to the crowd and he tells Mal, I love you. And Audrey shows up and she says, well, I'm dating Chad and I'm taking him to the coronation. And Ben's like, great, Mal, would you like to go to the coronation with me? So the important thing that I caught in this scene, and it's, I guess it's not even important, it's just a side note, but Audrey and Chad kiss in this scene. Oh, they've been fucking. But when Prince Ben goes in to kiss Mal... She straight up, like, looks away. Because she didn't know it was going to be that strong. Right. She didn't know it was going to be like that. But it was the fact that he already loved her on top of the love potion just made it, just compounded it. But, like, I'm just thrown off by, like, because usually we don't see kisses. But they just gave us a kiss from these two characters and then nothing. So I, I, feel like we I, see I noted that. I feel like we see kisses in these movies. Do we? Well, when we saw High School Musical, um, we see Gabrielle and Troy kiss. When, though? Because I'm pretty sure it's number three. They kiss in the first one. No, they at don't. The end. Mm-mm. They do not. Maybe two ki- at the end. Maybe I was going to say, they don't two, kiss at two at all? But definitely not one. Hmm. But we can talk about that when we get to high school. We'll go, we'll, we'll re we'll rewatch that one and see yeah. what's up with that. Okay, so, so they they don't so they don't kiss here. No, they do not. And um, where are we at here? I'm if so I'm EB so off, caught up in this not kissing EB, thing. He was pissed off that that like 
Mal got her boyfriend, but Chad is not with the right, right, with, right. with the dude. So she's like, whatever. So the next day, they go to chemistry class, and Evie can't find her mirror. Yes. And it turns out it was stolen by Chad. Cause he's a piece of shit. Right. And Chad, Chad, Chad gives it to. Chad gives it to the professor. The professor. And the professor's like, oh, if you're cheating, I'm going to work for you to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to get you kicked out of the school. Expelled. But yep. Doug, like the hero he is, straight Stand, up comes steps to right her up. defense. Uh-huh. Says that she hasn't been using it this whole time. He's he's trying his best to defend her. And the teacher says, fine. If you can pass this test, then you can stay. So After D- right. Doug helps her out. She gets a B plus. B plus. She finds... Doug on in the quad or whatever, and she comes up to him and she's like, "I pass. I think if I work hard, I can really do well in this." Thanks, Boo. And at that moment, you realize that his shot worked. It was a delayed reaction, but, but Doug shot his shot, and it's gonna work. Can we talk about how she announces that she got a B plus? She is pushing her boobies against his back, <laughs> wrapping yes. her arms like around him. In the like crazy suggestive way, and like showing him the B plus with like all of her body lining up with his. Doug is ecstatic. But like he's this is the first time he like doesn't jizz in his pants. Because he didn't see it coming, and you know the thing is, like I said earlier, when you shoot your shot, most people don't, and it just doesn't work out. Doug gives everybody hope. Doug tells you that this could happen. I'm a Doug stand, fellas. Shoot your shot. Well, Shoot your shot. He reads the go. room for sure because then he starts whispering about hanging out sometime. Uh huh. You know she's I mean. like, yeah. She's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So that's that's obviously going well. So yay for getting out of the friend zone on that one. Let's go, Doug. <laughs> so we jump and Evie's doing a makeover for Mal for her date. Cause Ben, yeah, because Ben asked Mal out on a date, so now yes. she's gotta go. So they make a huge deal over this transformation. She looks exactly the same to me. Me too. But you know, it was it was it made her feel like she didn't look like. So I realized that that uh, she had a lot of self esteem issues. Clearly, she feels like she's a piece of shit. And so when she does this this makeover for her, it makes her feel like she's worth a damn. Well, so she's not really her own person, right? Because she is her mother. Right. But, like, I think all they do... So, all of our characters are really crazily, like, dressed brightness. All they really do is put a leather jacket on her. Looks completely different. (laughs) Apparently. And he, like, Ben gets to the door and he's like, this is the first time I've noticed the difference between, like, I don't even remember what he said, pretty and gorgeous or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like Something cheesy as fuck. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. And it was like, she looks no different. No different. But they're out on this date, and they're doing this, like, picnic by the lake thing. Okay, and so it's daytime. This it's is daytime, the worst yeah. scene in the whole fucking movie. All right, let me <laughs> get into this. Awkward. They go, They go on a motorcycle date through the countryside to begin yep. the date, right? So it's pretty romantic for a couple 16-year-olds. I thought that was ridiculous. They show up at this picnic in the middle of the fucking forest. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do some, like, date stuff where they, like, talk to each other. Yeah, like, they're getting to oh, know no, each no, other. Yada, yada, Exchanging yada. middle names. Uh-huh. By the way, I thought that was really funny that uh, Ben's middle name is Florian, which is, I had done a little research for this. I found out that is the first name of Snow White's prince. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. I did That's not. his name. Yeah, it's 
Prince Florian. So I thought, I was like, ha ha. I did like one of those like nose things where you like do the side of your nose and <laughs> point out like, ha I see you guys there. Well, so he said, that's his middle name. Mel makes the joke, I thought my parents were evil. Yep. And then I was like, ha ha. Funny. Anyway, so Ben does some date shit. Right. He's killing the dating game. He has like a picnic set up. He has some shit that she never, did you know this bitch never ate strawberries? Yep. She ain't never had no strawberries. But here's the weird part. Like, this is so suggestive to me. They, he, he says, no joke, is this your first time? Yeah, he says that like straight up and she's like, mm, I mean, I ain't been on many dates before. So she he's goes, like, no, 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 not that. I'm like, oh, he's talking about fucking. He's talking about fucking. Her, no, her response is, it's more like gang activity on the island. You, you were thinking some gang bangs. I was so, I was like, I cannot believe that they got this past the quality control of Disney. Because it was it was a Kenny Ortega flick. Yeah. Kenny Ortega can do whatever the fuck he wants. So, we know it's Mal's first time because, you know, she's really more into gang banging. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Oh, man, I digress. This was ridiculous. But, so, Mal starts to fall for Ben in this moment. Right. Ben's like, let's go on this, let's go jump in this river. She's liking the positive attention that she's getting. Because she ain't never had none before. Right. <laughs> And so he's nice and shit, and she's like, oh, this dude's okay. And so he's like, let's go for a jump in the river. <laughs> but, like, before that, he gives her, like, this... He's starting to impress me with his humor, though. And Oh, he was? Again. And he gives her this, like, philosophical speech about how people don't have to become their parents. Right. And that he can tell that she isn't evil. He's like, they don't have to become their parents. My dad's a douche nozzle, and I'm not that bad. But this is like, my oh, problem. Okay. Like, this is where we get into his father. She's like... He says that my parents are like the poster of of goodness. And I'm like, your dad is a complete dick. He was in the past. He kind of is now. And, like, why are you saying that your parents are the poster of goodness? Belle's dope, though. Yeah, she is. But, like, Beast is still a beast and was never the poster of, like, I don't know. That bothered me. But he's giving you, like, you don't have to be your parents kind of speech. But, like, it's broken up by him saying, like, ah, let's go swimming. Let's, you know, so we don't have swimsuits says, or anything, but sure. Well, he has a swimsuit. that has little crowns on it. Clearly. And he's like, let's go swimming in this lake. This is, I have a real quick thing to talk about, okay? They go swimming, all right? We get, as, there's, as Ben is swimming around in this lake, we get Mal breaking into yet another song. Mm-hmm. This song is terrible. It was But she bad. starts singing a song by herself. And of the four we've heard so far, this is by far the worst song. Um, we, at, While she's singing, we get a fucking montage of the first half of the goddamn movie. <laughs> the movie's only been an hour in at this point, And we get a montage of them running around to begin with, her talking to her mom, her getting in the limo. We get a montage scene of them getting out the limo of them going to the museum, of them getting repelled back, of her singing with her mom again, of her doing the hair, of her um, getting told that she loves him. We get a montage clip of them walking across the bridge during the date. This happened five (laughs) minutes ago. In real time, it happened five minutes prior. And we get a montage clip of them walking across the bridge and riding the fucking motorcycle. But can I tell you why? Talk to me. So the purpose of this is to show that she's conflicted 
between being evil and this new life that she has. So it's going back and forth between evil moments and like the new life that she has that she likes. We and got she's a like montage torn. clip from five minutes prior. Right. Like I fucking forgot. But like that was a close, intimate moment where they shared their middle names. Mm. And like she's really starting to come into not being evil, but still being torn back to like, but I'm evil. I didn't need the montage. I could have just heard the words of the song and known what she's done to this point. It's been an hour. Right, but maybe they knew that this song was terrible and everyone was going to tune out and probably <laughs> miss the point of the lyrics, which so was like... We gotta like, jazz this up somehow. Right. We gotta somehow jazz this up. It like, it's just like, oh, but what happens if the magic wears off and like he doesn't love me anymore kind of lyrics, but like no one was listening, so we have, to, of- we have to show it. So we get this awkward montage, right? It's the worst montage I've seen in any movie. Because I hear what you're saying and I don't give a fuck. This was five (laughs) minutes ago. This was five minutes ago. Well, while she's singing, she realizes she lost Ben during that whole song and dance that she's thinking about five minutes before. She lost Ben. She goes into the water. She tries to find him. She goes deeper. First, she just walks in, which I thought was weird that it was close enough that she could just walk, walk into the water. But she walks a little farther and then she starts to not being able to stand up anymore. Then he comes from under the water and saves her life. Yeah. she can't swim. And like across the threshold carrying style, like wet, you know, the wedding yep. carry carries style. Her, carries her back onto the platform. He hands her a rock. She gets mad. She throws it in the water. He gives her her jacket. So now they're totally going steady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gives her a jacket. She's pissed. He asked her if she loves him. She says she doesn't know what love is. I'm saying this is their first fucking date. Why are they talking about love? But he says, and maybe this is a sexual thing again, I can show you what love feels like. And I'm just like, like, again? Ben's trying to fuck. Right? Ben's really trying to fuck. Oh, man. I'm just, I think he's starting to fall, like, even more in love with her. And he was, like, shocked that, like, she went to save him, even though... Why would you go to save somebody when you can't swim? Like, that's just dumb. But Exactly. Oh, God. She's... Whatever. But he's so like, okay, over. saves her. Like, Dave's I'm gonna sh- I'm going to show you what love is. <laughs> After he does that, they go back to... They're having family day. Obviously, the villain kid's family can't be there. So, the fairy godmother does a good, a good deed for them and gets them up on Skype so they can talk. They talk to their parents... There's a lot of coded talk between Maleficent and Mal about the things she needs to be getting done. Yeah, the scene is like meh to me. Yeah, the villains were like, eh. They, so they talk about it. There's some jokes. I did like the fact that Carlo was like, Carlos, what is that in your hands? He's like, it's a dog, mom. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> but he's like, like, he loves oh. me and I love him. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. They reaffirm the plan. They lock it down. They're going to do the plan. The kids are like, okay, we're going to do this. we got to get it done. Right. They but all... it was like a horrible experience for them. Like, yeah. Like the whole Skyping thing and like the fairy godmother like apologizes to them for basically how terrible their terrible parents are. Terrible their parents are. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see Mal is looking into how to break the love spell. And because she wants to, she doesn't want to be a complete asshole. Right. She wants to break the love spell afterwards, so that way, when they're taking over the world, he doesn't still like love her. 
Right. So she's like, when the villains are raping and pillaging Oradon, like, it seems yep. super cruel for Ben to still be in love with me. And I actually right. would love to see that movie. Like, I want to <laughs> I want to see that ending, but I don't think we're going to get it. They, they, she, so she makes, she concocts the love spell. We get a short snippet of a song, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Everyone's getting ready for bed because the big day is the next day for the coronation, but everyone you can see on their faces, they have, they're not sure about doing this anymore. Right, so like you see Evie, she's staring at her B+, Carlos is holding dude, and Jay's like falling asleep while like staring at his team trophy. Because they all love their lives right now. Right. But they're trying to live up to what their parents want them to do. And then Mal uses her own emotional tear and making the spell-breaking treat that she's making. Yep, because she's so sad about the life that she's choosing, but it is what it is. So we get the family day, right? And we get the best fucking song (laughs) in this movie. It's a Be Our Guest remix. Remix. They remix Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. Ben's the lead singer. I'm here for this. I was about this. They're doing a dance. They're doing a song. I was like, oh my God, I love this jam. The whole school is got his back like they're oh man it's <laughs> everybody except for the gang the gang is not in there right but, every, but the crew's not in there but everybody else is there they all sing they all dance they all do the thing <laughs> and and then uh every other person's out there on the point ben tells his parents he's got a new girlfriend they're like who they take a picture and as they're taking the picture he said it's mal and then that makes dad's face look like what and mom's face look like what I just want to point out that Belle starts, like, ragging on Audrey when he's like, I got a new girlfriend. Like, yeah, he's she, like, we never liked that bitch anyway. Right? Like, it was, I thought that was a great moment. But um, well, I thought she was kind of stuck up, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, like, they, the parents end up inviting the crew to join them for lunch, but, like, as they're mixed in with the rest of the families for this family so, day uppity black chick comes up and is like looking at Mel and like you look familiar yeah not sure who you are but uh how, how do we know you she's like oh you probably don't know me I'm from the Isle of the Lost but you know but this is where she has like a complete Alzheimer's moment and she straight up thinks that Mal is Maleficent well right before that happens she's like looking at her and then Audrey walks up and says oh grandma that's Maleficent's daughter and she's like oh shit well how do you look Maleficent what the fuck? How do you look so young? And she's like, I, I'm her daughter. But, like, my mom's not even here. And she's like, how dare we invite these people to this thing? You put my daughter to sleep. You put us to sleep. That was some fucked up shit. And then Mal's like, y'all should have invited my mom to the fucking coronation. This is some bullshit. Yeah. You need to take some some. You need to take some responsibility for what you guys did. And I didn't expect them to be black. I was surprised that Cinderella, that um, Sleeping Beauty's black. But I was like, okay, I'm here for it. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> so um, Toolbag Chad shows up uh, and like Chad, yep. starts an actual physical altercation. And yep. the crew just runs away from it. And then like, so this is where Beast comes in and being a complete douche. He's like, Ben's like, I didn't expect this to happen, yeah. Dad. And Dad and Beast is like, Of course you, of course you didn't, son. I knew this was gonna happen. And she's like, This is not. Ben's like, This is not the guy's fault. And then Dad's like, I know it's not their fault. It's yours, Ben. And then You're he a piece of shit. Walks away, and I was like, 
That is terrible fathering. <laughs> you are such an asshole. Well, I like how Belle's like, mm, peace, you, come on. <laughs> right? You can't do but, that. Like, she still walks away with him. Like, God, such an asshole. But, like. Well, at, at this point, though, they're all, they're, like, been shunned. They're sitting in, like, the quad area. Right. But they're not uh, separated, and that's the thing that bothers. They're like two. Me. Ta- they're like a table away from each yeah. other. Yeah, uh, like, the gang is there. The crew's there. Ben's trying to tell them, like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, like, it's all gonna be okay, and yeah, blah and blah blah. Like, blah. Mm, but then sure he just leaves them to be eaten the, by the preppy kids. Yeah, Doug is like, Evie, I'm, I'm like, sorry in the chat, like Doug, and he's like, oh, listen, I got, I gotta go. And yeah. the band is Evie and Liz Leaves are sitting there with, and he goes with the jerks. And then this bitch Jane comes up and says some bitch ass shit to Mal when she got her hair done and she's holding Audrey's hand. And I'm like, I don't know if this bitch realizes that Mal used magic to make her pretty. Right. She could easily use magic she's to make her ugly. She's been nothing but nice to Jane. But her, yeah. like she said, he'll never make a villain of a queen. Yeah, he's basically he said I'll never she'll never turn a hoe into a housewife. Right. And then she's like I loved how Mal's like, Okay, spell real quick, make Jan's Jan's hair ugly again. Right. And Jane's hair's ugly again. They're like <laughs> But just Jane, because like Mulan's daughter is like checking her hair. <laughs> oh, checking, he's like, and everything's I didn't say still no shit. good. <laughs> she's like, Okay, cool. So she pulls out the spell book, right? And she's like, oh, it gets worse than that. And, like, the rest of the preppy kids run away. Run away. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Mal's mm-hmm. 100% back on, on this board. evil plan. Like, yeah. these kids the, are all douches. Uh, they're all assholes. Like, remember that life we were thinking about? Fuck this. Right. Let's fuck them over. And I said, this is all, they're all on board because fuck prejudice. If it wasn't for, for Aurora's mom coming up and being an uppity bitch, then... None of this would have happened. Right. But she's an uppity bitch. Fuck prejudice. Let's keep it moving. So we jump to uh, Ben's coronation. And mm-hmm. this is like, you know, your typical major royal events that you see in real life. They're in this horse-drawn carriage going to the main event. And Ben offers... This should be... Wait, this should be broadcasted live on oh, TV. Yeah. Snow White is the main correspondent. Mm-hmm. Jane's back to looking like a bum, so fuck her. Ben comes in. With Mal as his boo, and he's like, "This is my girl." And the parents are all watching on TV back in the Isle the of the evil Lost. parents. Yes. Yep. And so Mount Maleficent, Shafar, all them, the crew, the crew's parents, the, they're all watching. Then Ben reaffirms his love for Mal, and he asks her to wear his ring. Right, and she's like, "Not now. I might lose it." And but here's this <laughs> gift. Eat this after. You're probably right. gonna be hungry. And it's like, keep your strength up. And yep. she, like, he can't wait, obviously, and just stuffs it in his mouth. Yeah. And she's like, he's do like, you still have uh, strong feelings for me? And he's like, oh, well, mm, wait till the anti-spell potion wears off. Wears off. And she's like, what? And I'm like, what? And she's like, what? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, new all along. And then she's like, how long have you known you were under a love potion? He's like, I knew when I was in the lake. And I was like, oh shit, the lake has anti-love potion shit. And yeah. He was like, the lake has anti-love potion shit. I was like, oh fuck. He's been like, I mean, I told you he was like actually in love with you, bitch. You didn't realize it. But then, then here like, we come with the weirdness again. Like that sexual innuendo because she goes, so you've been faking it? Dead uh-huh. in the he's eyes. Like, 
I've been faking nothing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? Nah, man, I've been faking shit. And she's like, oh, I have low self-esteem, so I thought that she may have been faking this shit. But no, you love me for real, though. I don't fake my orgasms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been fucking coming for real. And he's like, oh, okay. So he puts the ring on her finger, and now they are officially anti-spell together. Right. And... They get to the, like, coronation location, and Ben uh-huh. has another douchey moment with his dad. <laughs> yep. And it's super clear that he gets, like, straight up all of his kindness from his mom, because uh, I, I hate his dad. I hate his dad so much. And, but she, she kind of gets the blessing from them, so everybody, everything's good. His dad's kind of a douche, but it is what it is. So then we go inside, and the gang's all already in there. And they're getting gotten their spots for coordination. And Maleficent's watching at home. She watched her daughter. Uh, one of my favorite scenes was Snow White is like, who is Mal wearing? And she gets a card and she says, uh, she's wearing Evie? Addressed by Evie? And then the queen's like, oh, they said my daughter's name. They said my <laughs> daughter's name. And then the Maleficent's like, bitch, they're talking about my daughter, though. They're talking about Mal. She's like, I don't give a fuck. My daughter's a designer. I'm here for the, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so they go inside. They uh, yes. do the... So we're at the coronation. We're in the middle of it. And Fairy Godmother blesses the new King Ben. And she's got the wand. And she's doing the... She you know, dubs the her. She, she knights him. Knighting type moves. And the wand is straight up grabbed out of her hands. And like you could see the lightning shooting out of the wand. And it breaks open the barrier on the aisle. And Maleficent grabs her scepter. And, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, she then, gets the fuck out of Dodge at this point. Uh-huh. So you said that the barrier's broken, coming right for yeah. Aradale. And then we go back, and Jane grabbed the fucking wand. It was it's Jane. Jane. Jane broke the... It was Jane. Jane, I wrote in all caps on my notes. Jane grabbed the wand. She broke the fucking barrier. Maleficent's on her way. Jane is wildly wielding magic. Jane doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. No, she's clearly not a magical person at all because she cannot handle this wand. Like, she's losing control completely and utterly. Right. And she's yelling at her mother, like, if you won't make me beautiful, I'll do it myself. I'll make myself beautiful. So then Mal takes the wand and says, uh, bitch, you can't be trusted. Give me this. Right. But I just want to point out, King Ben actually runs to protect Mal. Like, blocks her. But Mal pushes him out of the way. Yep. I gotta love my strong like, female I, moments. I gotta get this. What about Ben, though, being just a good dude all the time? I mean, yes, he's great. That was fantastic. And I'm really glad that he came to her aid. But, like, man, she so was she like, I got the, this. <laughs> well, she takes the magic wand gun and she's pointing it at everybody. Right. But, like, ben the, magic, says, the magic stops shooting, this. right? Because, right, like, cause she's she magical. She can control it. I think the fairy godmother's daughter is magical too. She just doesn't know what she's doing. She okay. never knew magic ever. But All she's right. like, uh, she's like, puts her hand. He's like, you don't have to do this, babe. And she's like, maybe we are good. Maybe we don't have to do this, guys. Let's be happy. And then she goes. She points at Carlos and says, "That dog makes you happy. Jay playing in these games. This tourney game makes you happy. Evie, you love making shit, and." You love being smart. This makes you... Ha- Let's be happy here, guys. And they're like, yeah. And then she says some real sappy shit. She's like, and Ben makes me happy. Yeah. And I was like, mm, that's some gay. Mm. And so 
But Mal. like our friendship makes us me happy as well. So she's like calling out her friends too. Not right. just so her she boyfriend. says that. And then she's like, I love you, Ben. I'm going to be good. And they're like, all right, cool. The gang's all good. But at that moment, they decide to choose good. That's when Maleficent comes in. Crashes the party. Crashes the party. Wedding crasher style. <laughs> Bust in. She makes a grand entrance. She says some stuff. But Mal- she try- Yeah, like Mal doesn't, like, she doesn't know she's good. So, like, they right. have this whole thing out. And she's just like, ah, give me the wand. Yep. And she takes the wand from her, from her daughter. And the, oh, oh, the Mal, Mal tries to toss the wand to the fairy godmother. And fairy, she has some uh, bippity-boppity-boo shit to get out of her mouth. <laughs> she only gets to bippity-boppity. And then that's when Maleficent freezes her, freezes everybody. And she has a conversation right then with Mal about her being in love and shit and how this is not going well. Yeah. She tells her how she hates love. Oh, she steals the king's ring off of Mal's finger. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we... I don't know. It's super annoying. And we have, like, a real deep moment, probably too deep, where Mal starts, like, getting into the level of evil that Maleficent is. And, like, she straight up tells, like, I don't want to be evil like you, and I wish that you never got there yourself. Like, right. this, this is... A sad moment. Some deep, deep mom daughter shit. Yeah, and she's calling her out on like her terrible motherhood and just like you, everything. Oh, sad. Well, but, this makes makes Maleficent mad. She turns into the dragon Maleficent that we all know and love. Right, but Mal commands the wand from her mother, and the wand comes to her. And Carlos is like, "Good is more powerful than evil." And he says, maybe good is more powerful maybe, than evil. Maybe, maybe. And then Millicent laughs like, oh, come on, bitch. And then she turns to the dragon. And then that's when they start fighting. And yeah. they do and some spells at each other. She spews some fire at them. The whole crew is trying to fight, but really it's not really working out. And it's not until they get into the mother-daughter staring contest again that we, like, see our resolution. Yeah, and, and then that's when their eyes turn green and... Mm-hmm. Mal uses her eyes to make her mom disappear. Right. Well, it turns starts, out the dragon. Right. But she starts repeating the, the strength of evil is good as none when it stands before four hearts of one. So she just keeps yeah. repeating like, I got my friends. We're better just than you. spells <laughs> she's just making up. She's just repeating spells she's making up on the fly. Yeah. And it works. And then she shrinks. And then for some reason, only the fairy godmother unfreezes yeah and she says uh what happened to my mom and she said she's right there she's this tiny ass lizard and she said she shrank to the size of the love in her heart i was like oh this is whack mm-hmm. so she turns to the, the little 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 lizard the fairy godmother unfreezes everybody else she tells jane that she's on timeout mal walks over and says now don't put jane on timeout she was only following my advice and i was trying to be evil but i'm not evil no more so don't hurt don't hate on her too much and then Fairy Godmother's like, oh, okay. She gets off really easy considering she let loose the world's most evil villains. Right, right. Like, really easy. That's bad parenting again. <laughs> Audrey steps up to uh, Mal and they, like, have, like, some kind of, like, mutual respect moment, which was really weird. But Audrey is still terrible, but now they're friends or whatever, so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then we jump to, like, a huge, like, Gatsby-like coronation party. Yeah, and the crew, like, they they welcome Ben in at the coronation party. 
There's fireworks being shot off. Huge musical and, number. And we get the last musical number. And in this, you see some pairings off of people oh, that are going to fuck. Oh, yeah. Evie and they're Doug. Def- they're definitely going to fuck. Yeah. Not just Evie and Doug. You see Audrey and Jay, too. Audrey and Jay? But then yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos and Jane. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. Especially in, like... Carlos is, like, dropping some really good raps, too. Yeah, he was rapping pretty well. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And at, at the very, very end, Mal looked at the camera and says, oh, don't think it's over, which basically says there's a sequel that's going to happen. And her eyes and go green again. And I'm pretty excited about it because this movie was a lot of fun. But they don't kiss. The whole entire scene is set up for that. They, like, he goes the 90 and, you know, she's got 10% left to go, and she just oh. kind of, like, squishes her nose against his. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start keeping kiss count. Cause I don't, yeah. I was not looking for them to kiss. I just assumed they did. No. They did not. Like, and I'm now I'm 100% sure she's got, like, a no-kissing clause in her contract or something. <laughs> because you don't go the 90, and there's fireworks, and everyone dancing around you, and you're, like, locked into each other's eyes. And you don't go the last 10%? What is up with you? And you've, he's already said, I love you, like, a bunch of times. times. Yeah, yeah like, come on. There's no spells. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, that was our recap of the Descendants movie. Linz, who won the movie? Oh, gosh. I think it's got to be King Ben for me. For, King as ben? a character. Okay, okay. I, I had Evie winning the movie. She straight killed it in all of the movie, including on the fashion level. Right, but I feel like King Ben, like, he had this crazy thing that he was going to do, and everyone was against him, and he, like, stuck it out and he actually was like, this is, I'm going to make this work. Okay, Ben was great. I mean, I also had an honorable mention for Doug, too. Anyone that Dougie. shoots their shot and yeah. then had to succeed, I, I, have to, I have to give them an honorable mention. But I, I think Evie... Let's say Evie and Ben. They're they're both they both won the movie. I mean, Who I could get behind Evie for sure. Lost the movie that Beast and Chad. Beast and Chad. And Jane. Get I had Jane. Oh, Jane. Jane. Jane was mm. manipulated though. Chad and, and yes, the Beast but, were just douchey on their own. Jane, but Jane was not manipulated when she was being a bitch to Mal for no reason. That is true. And that's what I was like. Her switch up with the quickness was ridiculous. I was not okay with that. Ugh, true. And Ugh. that was, to me, that was unforgivable. This bitch did your hair. She was nice to you the whole time. And then just because Audrey, who's been a bitch to you all your, literal, literally all your life, she switches it up one time, and you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Let's go with that. But I still have to go beast because, one, he's an adult. He's a adult. parent. He's yep. the king, and he's already had a really hard life lesson about being kind to people. <laughs> this is true. I and he's still that. a douche. <laughs> I forgot about that. He's already been taught about being nice. So it's got to be him for me, because like right. he has You're no right. excuses. Beast then Jane. Okay, done. <laughs> Beast then Jane. Done. Who won at life? Won at life. Gosh, I, Kristen Chenoweth. It's gotta be. Gotta be. Okay, I I, I agree. I had no one else. I, I mean, mean, if Cameron we're going Dove, kids, though, like. Wh- Dove Cameron, she's done a, a few other bit parts, 
Boo Boo Stewart, he's done a few other bit parts, like, and so has Twilight. Sophia Carson. He was in Twilight. Yeah, Boo Boo was in Twilight. I saw that. And, like, something more notable, too, um, X-Men. Yeah, he had a character. He was Warpath in X-Men. So, if we're going to go, like, the, child characters... I think we have to go with Boo Boo. Well, I, I mean, Dove Cameron was had a whole stint on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, but that show was terrible. I love that show. Oh, no. We'll talk about that later. We'll yeah, talk about that true. later. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Boo Boo Stewart. It wasn't Stewart, a movie, so. Boo Boo Stewart, though. I guess, okay. Boo Boo Stewart won in life. Yeah. He won in life. And Kristen Chenoweth as our adult. As our adult, because she's killing the game. She's amazing. Yeah. If you haven't seen Wicked, go check that out. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, is that, is that, I believe that's it for today. Lindsay, you have anything else? Um, this movie is worth seeing just for the dance numbers alone, if you... Yeah, oh, I have a, I have a surprise for you. Ooh. What do you think was the worst song and dance number? The worst song and dance number? Um, I did not like the Prince Ben dance number. On the field? On the field. Okay, I think the worst song was definitely when she sang it by herself. Yeah, but that wasn't really like a choreographed thing but yeah that right. was the worst song but like the worst dance number in my opinion was the on the field the worst dance to me was the very in one the big finale i was like eh. oh it was very and reminiscent I, of high school musical so i dug it well it was so reminiscent that i did not dig it oh because that because you get that in both those and a camp rock and a cheetah girl so i'm like eh. <laughs> well what about um what did you think was the best song the best Be guess remix. song. Oh, no, see, I kind of liked the, um, oh, no, I'm not even going to remember what it was. I guess it's got to be the Kristen Chenoweth, Evil Like Me. Okay. Because it was Kristen Chenoweth. Makes sense. I like yeah. the Be guess remix. I love that. Loved that. I, I didn't, the song that's, like, most notable from this is Rotten to the Core, and it's just not the best, in I my opinion. I agree. But it it's really a strong theme throughout the movie and probably the most notable the song sequel. that came it's out of it. It's probably important in the sequel, too. Oh, I do have to mention Shawn Mendes does the credits song at the end. Oh. Yeah. little fun I'll fact there. Give that another listen. Um, I think that's I do all have to have. correct. It was not, the soundtrack was not nominated for a Grammy, but it did make the Billboard top one in the United okay. States. So it was a big deal. It was it was a big yeah. deal. But no Grammy. But that is all I have. Alright. I think that's all I have too. Um, you can find us online if you put in hashtag if you listen this far, thank you. Um, <laughs> we can put in you can find us put in hashtag DCOM A D and we'll find you there. We're online somewhere at this point, but I don't know where just yet. Subscribe to our podcast on itunes that helps us a lot also if you hit stars and write a comment five stars that'll be also very appreciative even if you hated us still put five stars because i would still love you forever <laughs> other than that Lindsay, i think we're good here i can't wait till we get together again to watch the next decom original movie until next time bye